Hey there, and happy new year. I want to preface this episode by saying that it was taped in two different parts. And there's a little bit of irony there because in the beginning, I'm talking about how I am trying to prep and get ahead for the new year so that I am not having to hustle and bustle and stress about things. And while I am certainly not stressing about it, I am taping this intro and the second part of the podcast only a day before it releases because somehow the second part of my recording got lost. But I also think that it was actually really serendipitous because what happened between the original recording and the second half of the recording changed the entire trajectory of the episode. So I encourage you to listen as I help you understand the value of working on your past through my own personal experiences and some things that just recently happened in my life. You're listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hey, 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 happy 2022. Can you believe it? And ooh, it's going to be an amazing one. It feels weird saying that because it's 2021, if I'm being honest, and when I'm recording this, but I am trying to get ahead so that I can enter the new year with ease instead of anxiety and pressure and stuff that I haven't gotten around to doing that I can totally do right now in 2021, even though it's for 2022, right? So as someone who always would say, Oh, I guess I'm just a procrastinator. I have released myself of that BS story, that bad belief system. And I have embraced that I am capable of getting organized despite being an ADHD mama. I am capable of focus and clarity and getting things done either on time or early. I'm even capable of getting places early. All things that I used to just kind of weave into my, oh, well, I'm just always late and I procrastinate and I do everything at the last minute and I'm never prepared and I'm never organized. And what kind of crap is that? We, we tell ourselves stuff like that every single day though, don't we? I want to know what your stories are that you like to tell yourself. But anyway, so I am recording this episode for you for you know the first full week of January before Christmas is even here. So, and that will make things easier for me. It'll make easier the work of my assistant who does all of the awesome stuff necessary to actually produce this once I hand off the recording and it'll make everybody's life a little bit easier. And when this comes out in the beginning of January, then I hope you enjoy it. And I really just wanted to pick up on that, which I recorded for you in the last episode. So I don't know how many of you listened to that one or took my challenge to create a list of things about 2021 that you were proud of yourself for. But that episode was inspired by wanting to talk more about the significance of our past and the positive part that it can play in our present leading into our future. So I will kind of go into that now. (laughs) 
and say that I've never wanted any of the people that I work with to dwell on their past. I work with a lot of women on a lot of really traumatic things they've been through. But the thing is that most of them are like me in the respect that they're high achieving, they're high performing, and they're kind of willing to do anything to make things happen in their life, whether it's change or uh, things with their business, things with their family, they are go-getters and they don't want to let themselves get in their way. But yet <laughs> they find themselves stuck, you know? The, the stuckness is real, guys. And when we get stuck, it is sometimes really hard to know how to get out, who to turn to, what to do, where to go, what modality you should be using, how you can get past it, or why you're even stuck in the first place. Am I right? Because the thing is, if we knew all those things, we wouldn't be stuck, would we? We would be just on to the next thing, living our life, doing the things making all the dreams come true. And we wouldn't have anything that was a problem for us about that, but we do. And usually we can find the patterns, the issues, the disruptions in the nervous system, so on and so forth with a little bit of careful examination of our past. But we don't really want to do that now, do we? Because if we figure things out, then things might change, right? And even though we might be saying we want things to change, we are all terrified of change, even the good change. Even if we're like, okay, well, what do I need to change to make a million, 10 million, whatever dollars next year? Even if somebody told us exactly what we needed to do or change, we're going to find some resistance that we're met with as we go into that process because it's scary to not know what's on the other side and to not know what that's actually going to mean. What is that going to look like for us, for our families? What might we lose in the process of gaining? And our subconscious is all over that shit. Like, you know, uh, oh, give me a good analogy here, brain. Um, oh, this is killing me because I'm good with analogies and I'm like blank right now, like, like white on rice, like, like a, a fly to honey, like a bee to my soda can, whatever. Um, those are all horrible. I don't like any of those a whole lot, but that's what my brain offered up. So I'm going to just, thank you, brain. You came up with three things. I only needed one. Just would have liked one that was a little better than those three. That's all. Next time, brain. Anyway, so we then uh, see in the analogy game, I have lost my complete train of thought. This is a wreck. Um, change, change. That's what we were talking about. Jeez, Teresa. Um, so, you know, we're terrified of it. We're also, we're terrified of our empowerment, our consciousness, all of that stuff. We can say we want it all day long, but when we actually have to do this stuff, to get there, find yourself somebody to do it with. That's all I can say. Find an accountability group, find a mastermind, find a coach, find a, a therapist, find an EFT practitioner, whatever it is that you're flocking to, find it and allow it to keep you accountable through the process. Because I don't doubt that you want what you say you want, but 
I know firsthand that the force is strong. The force of resistance is it's strong. It's, it's all that chakra stuff that I've talked about in other episodes. So not going to do that, but I am going to say that we can't push through like with brute force, a lot of the stuff that we want to just push through all of those blocks and things like that. So I love in the work that I get to do, being able to help women help their nervous systems to work through things that perhaps their brain, their logical mind, their rational side have already come to terms with, but that haven't processed all the way through their nervous system. And that's a really important part of you to get things through too, because otherwise I talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Also, you have this like constant undercurrent or this constant level of dis-ease that a lot of people might call overwhelm or stress or nervousness or anxiety, whatever that shows up like for you, you have a current, like a constant level of it because of unresolved things that have been not resolved energetically from your past. And that's what I love pulling out and helping people work through and helping people realize how much, I don't want to say easy, but yeah, I mean, it is, it's so much easier than many people give them, than people realize, I wouldn't say give themselves credit for because you don't know what you know until you know it, but EFT makes the process so much easier and it takes away any of that risk of re-traumatizing as you go back and look at things that are hard otherwise to look at. It, it brings a level of comfort and what's the word? just a calm resolution around things that you might've wanted to just lock away somewhere, never to look at again because of the pain it causes you when you do. And I promise you keeping that stuff boxed up, it's affecting you in the present moment. Even if you think that it's all contained in whatever you've tried to shut it into. It's not, it's still in your energy, every last bit of it, 24 seven. So it's really important to address it. So let me give you some examples here of how this could translate real life for you. And I'm going to use this opportunity that I have because of the loss of recording of the second part of this episode originally to tie this into some really current and relevant things that have happened for me. So if I was going to be using examples to talk about past stuff, as it now relates to some present things that I'm going through, which are actually now past since they're not actually happening to me right this second, I would say that when I was growing up and even now I've always been very, very sensitive to the things that I see. So For me, I am not a fan of the news. I am not a fan of gore or horror movies or things like that because they really, really affect me deeply. And 
disturbingly more so than they do for a lot of people. Although I know a lot of people that are also on the same side of this that I am and that really just feel it in, in painful ways. So try as I may to avoid things like that. I also, I mean, I really do, I mean, got the work that I do. I hear about things that happen in people's real life all the time that are terribly disturbing, but they don't bother me because I know that I get to help them come through the other side of it. And through doing work with my clients, I also protect myself and release within me any disturbing energetic blockages that could come up otherwise. And I don't know if that actually makes sense if you're not used to doing energetic work, but I have different processes that I implement to kind of kind of protect. And also as I help other people through EFT, I'm tapping along with them. So I'm making sure that that energy isn't getting stuck in my being. But there were a couple of different things that I remember seeing on different movies and TV shows growing up that were the kind of things that when they would come back to my mind, they would really, really disturb me, haunt me even. And even though I knew that they were staged, they were fake, I don't even think that they were even based on real life stories. So there was very little that was real about them. Although there was a part of me that could feel that these things have most likely happened on this planet or in real life at some point. And it just kind of made me feel sickened. So, and then of course there's plenty of real life things that I've seen. I mean, I don't avoid, I don't avoid a good movie or a good story just because it has disturbing elements because I know we all have our, all of our stories have disturbing elements. What I'm saying is that before I learned how to process my emotions, these things would really get stuck in me. So when I initially began doing EFT work, I thought about some of these things and much like a lot of things that we want to consciously choose to work on, I thought about them and I was like, oh God, how can I, how can I actually go face those things that have disturbed me for so long head on and, and release them? It seemed really scary, but if you've ever tried EFT, or if you haven't, this is an encouraging reason why it does not traumatize you more. And it only has the capability to make things better. So knowing that I leaned into it and I, I did some tapping on some of these memories that I had of these things and what happened in my body when I thought about them and just the pain and the sadness and even the the shame and embarrassment of allowing things that were made for entertainment purposes to disturb me that deeply. And it took very little time before I was really able to disconnect my present energy from those past things and, and transcend the power that they had over me. And that is empowering really empowering. And it gave me the courage to be able to apply the technique to things, you know, even worse that, that have actually happened to me in my real life, or that I know have actually happened to other people in their real life. And that's where we really have to go back because even though, 
I might've watched some of those things when I was just, just a little girl, just a young adult, whatever. And it's been decades. I would still get that. Like you ever just think of something and you visibly kind of cringe or like you make a face or sometimes I know my mouth even starts moving because I'm thinking and I'm, I'm talking in my head. My husband does this too. And I we always like make fun of each other. He just doesn't catch me as much as I catch him. And I'm like, what is the conversation going on in your head? And he's just totally unaware that his lips are moving, but he's not saying anything. I do the same thing. So, you know, no judgment, but I would have moments like that where it's like, I was having this dialogue and these emotions happening, but I didn't know how to process them. And learning how to process them makes a huge difference. So then we can fast forward to just literally a few nights ago. And my son had a really bad skateboard fall. And, you know, if you're somebody that watches my, my stories and things like that, I posted some very, very raw footage. Um, I saved it in my highlights, I believe on Instagram, but it, it was like a 16 minute tapping session. I only posted a few minutes of, of just little clips, but I was really getting raw about the things that were going through my head, knowing the decisions that he had to make before he fell and just all the, all the terror that that brought up for me. And I really couldn't talk about it or think about it a few days ago without having that visible cringe. I did a podcast interview for high vibe in it with, um, Kelsey Aida and Lindsay Robinson, on Monday, it was less than 24 hours after it happened. And we'd spent the whole night in the emergency room and everything else. And I had that visible cringe. If you, um, I don't know if it's able to be watched theirs, but I talked about it on there about, Hey, look, I've got work to, I've got work to do here. Cause I can see that this energy is blocked in me. And it was very much the kind of response I would have had to those things that weren't so personal to me that I worked on when I first began doing EFT, but you know, it was 16 minutes of, of very raw, lots of crying, lots of just, uh, just ugly crying, honestly, and letting it out and breathing through it and voicing it and allowing it to rise up and out of me. But man, I, I'm able to feel so differently when I think about it now. And it only happened a few days ago. So yeah, it's, it's still a raw situation, but I'm much more capable now to be in the present moment and have the gratitude for how lucky my son was that he didn't get more hurt and how blessed, you know, the situation was considering what could have happened and to release that fear to know that, you know what, probably in a week or so, he's going to get back on a skateboard as soon as the doctor says he can. And as soon as his new helmet arrives, because his last one is no longer any good and he's going to get back on and he's going to ride. And I'm actually totally okay with that. Even right now, I know that that's what he wants to do. That's what he loves doing. And he's going to do it as safely as he can. And we're all going to be there to support him. Should anything ever happen again, just like we were now. And no matter what, everything is going to be okay. So being able to get from a place of, you know, feeling just absolutely helpless and sad and upset to that place and to genuinely feel it down into the core of my being, into my heart, to know that like my energy is flowing the way that it needs to be flowing. That's huge. And that's why examining our past and taking the time to honor it, voice it, 
move the energy and get things unstuck, it's critical because those blockages aren't just going to affect you when you think about them. Those blockages are affecting you every minute and second of every day, even if you are not consciously focused on that particular issue. It's a part of your energy that is being connected to the past that needs to be brought present so that I can be an undiluted, full, whole, powerful version of myself here in the only moment that I have any power anyway, as limited as our our power can seem sometimes. We, We have a lot. We really do. Power and control are two different things, <laughs> but we are very, very powerful when we learn to focus and harness and bring to the present moment, the power which we have within us. So that is probably the most real to me example that I can currently give you, given things that have happened just this week in my life and things that I've worked on that happened decades ago, because the way that they affect you shows up very, very similarly. And it's just, it's not a drain that you want to have happening in a life where you're trying to make positive change, to transform, to transcend, to be the best possible version of you. You have to take that time to revisit and settle the score. Otherwise, like Louise Hay says, you know, in her book, the body's going to keep the score. If you don't, it's going to, it's going to come up in your body in other ways, your pain, your trauma, your sadness, your rage, your disappointment, your shame, your guilt, all of those things that we carry around, they will manifest in other ways. If you don't find ways to work them out and EFT is the fastest and most thorough non-traumatizing way I have ever seen or experienced to do that way, way faster than anything else I've ever tried or seen, studied or reviewed. And I've tried a lot of things and there's a lot of techniques that I really, really value and actually love to use in conjunction with EFT, but the EFT part of it is the crucial part of it that really, you know, brings together that modern psychology with the ancient Chinese medicine and brings the mind body thing full circle because we can talk things out or we can physically try to work things out. But unless we bring that combination together, we can't get our four bodies, our mental, our spiritual, our physical and emotional bodies, all believing the same way and feeling the same way about things and presenting in a healed whole way. So I hope that makes sense. Like I said, early on in this, it's never about dwelling on the past. If I'm working with a client and we're trying to fix their, their presence, which is always what we're trying to do. We're trying to get things better for your present moment. You're right now. We're not going to spend ages on the past. We're going we're gonna to hit some things back there. And if they require a few sessions, then they're certainly going to get all the, the time they need. But 
guys, what's a few sessions or a few months for things that you have been carrying around for sometimes decades or even your entire life? It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket for the kind of transformation and change that you can experience. So I encourage you, if you've never tried EFT, which stands for emotional freedom techniques, check it out. I have so many offerings out there, guys. If you look at my my YouTube channel or listen to other podcasts of mine, check out my Instagram. There's so much out there that I've created for you that is readily available. This technique is very accessible. And if you're somebody that is ready for a real deep dive and some real work, then hit me up. I would suggest going to gamechangingconversation.com and seeing if I have breakthrough sessions available. I make a certain number of free breakthrough sessions available each and every month. I have a wait list for when I get booked out because it happens really quickly. And I only take on a very limited amount of clients each month. But if it's something that you want to discuss, a breakthrough session is where I am going to help you understand how EFT can help you with your specific areas that you feel need help or improvement. So you're going to get a lot of valuable information and advice surrounding your personal setbacks and challenges, not just some, you know, canned do it this way, you know, steps A, B, and C kind of thing that could apply to anybody because that's not helpful. If you're looking for that, then, you know, just look at existing Uh, teachings and things that are out there and try to apply them to yourself. But it's seriously, it's not that easy. It's, you need the perspective of somebody that can look at things through eyes that aren't yours and through a heart that's not yours. And from a lens that hasn't experienced what you've experienced, but that understands how it processes or doesn't process through your nervous system and through your four bodies. And when you get that perspective, it's a game changer. So that's why it's gamechangingconversation.com. Check it out if that's something that resonates with you and the kind of help that you are looking for right now. And thank you so much for listening today. Happy new year. May 2022 just be so incredibly blessed and prosperous and full of so much love and light, acceptance, forgiveness, all the good stuff. Thanks again for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.